Welcome to Luke 21 Radio, a broadcast explaining biblical prophecy in the tradition of St. Augustine. And now, from Greenville, South Carolina, here's your host, Steve Wood. Hello, this is Steve Wood, and welcome to Luke 21. We are studying biblical prophecy, and today we are exploring the Babylonian world system, and I'm going to be referring to Revelation 17 and 18. Earlier this week, my son was having morning coffee with me, and he said, Dad, what's the word for today? And I said, Babylon. And he looked at me, okay, what's that? What what do we mean by Babylon? Well, in Revelation 17 and 18, it describes a comprehensive world system. It permeates global systems of finance, trade, religion, politics, culture, your view of reality, sexuality, and basically what St. John is trying to do in Revelation 17 and 18 is shock the living daylights out of us to kind of wake us up because millions of Christians of all kinds are being captured by Babylon's seductions. But let me try to give an illustration because you're like, what, what, what is this system that's so comprehensive? There is a very popular science fiction movie called The Matrix. And in The Matrix, humanity was unknowingly trapped inside a virtual reality. And I underscore the fact that they were unknowingly trapped. And that's the Babylonian system, but it's not fiction, it's not science fiction, it's ultimate reality. Another way of viewing the Babylonian system, imagine if uh, you went out and bought a $3,500 pair of the new Apple goggles that kind of merge reality with virtual reality, and that once you put them on, you couldn't get them off. And it's not like they're super glued to your face. You can't get them off because you don't want to get them off. That's the Babylonian system. And St. John tells us that this system is capturing nations, rulers of nations, and that would include the United States of America. That would include leaders in both the Republican and Democratic parties and independents too, as well as just average citizens just like you and I. This is what St. John was revealing. Oh, come on, you got to be kidding. No, he was trying to shock us, kind of like how Mel Gibson tends to do in his movies. It's kind of a little bit over the top at times, but he's trying to get a point across in the strongest possible way. And you think, why are all these weird things I'm seeing in the book of Revelation? It's so different from the rest of the Bible. Well, it's because Christians were drowning in the Babylonian influence, and St. John was trying to shock them out of it. Now, Babylon was the first world empire in a series of four world empires described by the prophet Daniel, and Babylon was around six centuries before 
Christ. Now, the book of Revelation describing Babylon, Babylon the Great, was written in the first century, probably towards the end of the first century. So we're talking about six, maybe even seven centuries between the time of ancient Babylon and the first century. Now, in Revelation chapter 17 and verse 6, after the angel has shown St. John the Babylonian system and this wide, pervasive, seductive entrapment of the nations, the rulers and the citizens of the world, St. John says, when I saw her, Revelation 17, 6, I marveled greatly. And to me, one of the most interesting questions in the whole Bible, and particularly in the book of Revelation, in this next verse, Revelation 17, 7, the angel said to me, why marvel? What are you surprised about? This has been here since the rebellion, especially after the flood. What do you think Nimrod was trying to do at the Tower of Babel? What do you think great King Nebuchadnezzar of the Babylonian Empire or the Persian Empire or the Greek Empire or the Roman Empire or today, what do you think's going on? Why are you marveling? You're supposed to be aware of this, and yet we're thinking, boy, these are just strange little things that St. John seems to be talking about in Revelation 17 and 18. The matrix-like Babylonian deception lasted way beyond the time that the uh, the Babylonian Empire was conquered in 539 BC, and yet St. John says, no, the same thing's now going on in the Fourth Empire, the Roman Empire. Now, there's a lot of people today telling you, well, everything in Revelation, or most everything in Revelation is about the past, about the first century, it doesn't have anything to do with today or the future. Well, when someone says something like that to you, stop up your ears and don't listen to them, but be very nice to them because I was infected by that view for a time in my own life, so be easy with them. But, you know, it's an ongoing influence. That's the point. And this is what St. John says. Then one of the seven angels who had the seven bowls came and said to me, come, I will show you the judgment of the great harlot who is seated upon many waters. Many waters means the world's population. You exclude your hometown, you exclude your country, you exclude yourself, you might be part of the matrix and don't even know it. With whom the kings of the earth have committed fornication, and with the wine of whose fornication the dwellers on earth have become drunk. Now, does the world seem to be going crazy to you? Uh, it's under the influence. That's what it says. The, the wine, Babylon's wine, has intoxicated the nations. Now, this is the Bible, and it's not trying to just give you some kind of um, bizarre imagery to, to entertain your imagination. No, this is to use your imagination to awaken you to the threat which is going on to the entire world, including Christians were, were being lured into this. And St. John wanted to make sure 
they didn't do that. And that's why we have Revelation 17 and 18. I'm just going to jump ahead to Revelation 18. After this, I saw another angel coming down out of heaven, and he called out with a mighty voice, Fallen, fallen is Babylon the great. It has become a dwelling place of demons, a haunt of every foul spirit, a haunt of every foul and hateful bird. For all nations, all nations have drunk the wine of her impure passion, and the kings of the earth have committed fornication with her. And that's imagery, not only the blatant uh, immorality, sexual immorality, but that also means it's it's an idolatrous union with the dark powers of the world. That's Babylon's wine. And um, go ahead and send me hate mail, but about 98% of politicians of all parties in all countries are part of the Babylonian system. And it says they have committed fornication with her, with Babylon, and the merchants of the earth. You can put about 98% of corporate America right along with that, have grown rich with the wealth of her wantonness. Wow, kind of takes your breath away, doesn't it? Think about this. And it's something that looks great. In other words, we're going to find out in just a couple of chapters in Revelation, a beautiful bride adorned with every just dazzling jewel you can imagine. St. John ran out of vocabulary and ran out of jewels trying to describe the beauty of the new Jerusalem. And this is God's picture of what he wants to do. But before that comes, Satan has a very nice-looking, external substitute, a deception that sucks in the world, its leaders, its merchants, and its people, and all peoples, many waters. This is a widespread thing. And remember, like the Matrix, a lot of people don't know they're plugged into this. It just looks so great. And he's saying this this isn't like the bride of Christ coming down from heaven. This comes up from hell, but it's just dressed up like a very alluring prostitute, being drawn to it, being seduced by it. And it's something that we don't want to be a part of because those, listen carefully, those on earth when Christ returns who are locked in with the Babylonian system will go to hell for all eternity. This isn't um, light stuff. And it's so serious that the voice from heaven comes after uh, St. John is given the warning for all the nations. All the nations drink the wine, become deluded. And I would dare say, if I understand biblical prophecy properly, if this applied in the first century, it's simply intensified in the 21st century then another voice came from heaven, come 
out of her, my people, lest you take part in her sins, because God is at the second coming is going to obliterate for eternity the Babylonian system and those linked with her. And what's that Babylonian system? One of my favorite theologians, Dr. Beale, said this, it's the ungodly, religious, political, and economic system that dominates the world. This global Babylonian system exercises control of the nations by seducing them to live according to its sinful ways. Not necessarily conquering them, but seducing them, and the entire world becomes drunk with Babylon's wine. So what does the great voice from heaven say? Come out. Get out of Babylon. Get rid of the tentacles that might be uh, wrapping itself around your life and your family's life. And how do you how do you come out of Babylon? I mean, where exactly do you go? How do we come out? I'm going to have at least two broadcasts trying to give you very practical ways to obey Revelation 18, come out of her, my people. This isn't an option. This is a necessity. And a lot of people are totally unaware of this necessity, totally unaware of the reach that the Babylonian system has. So we got to go out and we're going to find a number of ways we can escape Babylon's matrix and the intoxication of Babylon's wine. So stay tuned. I'm Steve Wood, your host, and you've been listening to episode 338 of Luke 21. Luke 21 is a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. Visit us online at luke21.com.